0: Ready to stop trading time for money and build a business that can scale? Then you're in good company. This is the Productize podcast where I chat with entrepreneurs who've transformed their businesses using the Productize service model. I'm your host, Brian Castle. Want to learn my best strategies for productizing your business? Then get my free crash course by going to productizecourse.com. Now let's get into the show. Hey hey! Here's another episode of the Productize Podcast. Today, uh, you're going to hear my conversation with my buddy Justin McGill, um, and this is a really excellent case study in specifically in leverage. And I'm going to talk about what that means in just a minute. But this conversation happened. Uh, let's see. I, I think it was about six months ago or so. We we spoke in the middle of 2015 to talk about his business, LeadFuse, which uh, which started out as a uh, as a done for you lead generation service. And then later, uh, he he kind of leveraged that um, that that productized service launch to later, uh, you know, convert into a, a fully software business. So so that's interesting. Um, but you know, talking about leverage, Justin leveraged his own agency's software tool for prospecting to build to then build this done for you lead generation service, and that was powered by his own software. So you'll hear the story of how he launched really quickly and then grew this thing throughout his first year. Um, You're going to hear Justin's 24 hear all about Justin's 24-hour challenge to launch Leadfuse and whether or not he actually made it. Um, How Justin met his goal of a thousand dollars in the first 30 days, thousand dollars in revenue that is. Um, Then we talked about growth strategies, how he how he used to, and and like the things that he used and and put in place to grow to over 30k in less than his first year. Um, that's 30k monthly recurring revenue, pretty impressive stuff. And, uh, and then how he's now taking that next step of releasing the software product, um, off of the success of his productized service business. So a lot of insightful uh, nuggets on on this one. So you'll definitely want to, you know, tune in for the whole thing. Now, today's quick tip when it comes to productized services, actually, this one can apply to just about any any service or any business, is to sell to businesses. Now I know that there are plenty of amazing products and amazing businesses that sell to consumers, and they've done that very successfully. Personally, if if this is your very first business, um, even if it's not, I I so much prefer B2B selling, you know, selling to businesses. Why? Because businesses have you know they look at it as a clear return on investment that's how they evaluate products you know is this product going to save me time is it gonna save me money or is it gonna make me more money those are the terms that business owners think in think think in terms of and and that can really apply to just about any product or any product has service so and, and then that actually makes it easier for you to come up with the right idea because it's all about value proposition. You know does this idea does the solution actually solve a problem and how much is that problem worth to a business that's that's actually pretty easy to to quantify um, when you think about it especially when you compare it to selling to consumers they make purchasing decisions for products on you know using a, a much different framework of um, and really hard to predict framework of, of factors you know you've got impulse purchases you've got entertainment factors you um, you know, who knows? The the list goes on and it's to me, B2C is kind of a, a big mystery. I know that there are experts out there. You should really talk to them if you're interested in B2C. <laughs> um, but you know, B2B I just think is where it's at. And so that is today's tip for productized services, and now into today's interview with uh Justin from LeadFuse. and of course they, they're a lead generation service for guess who for businesses. So we're gonna hear all about it. Okay, we are back with another case study interview for the Productize course. I'm here with my buddy Justin McGill. He's the founder of Leadfuse.com. Justin, welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it.
0: Cool. So, why don't you tell us about Leadfuse? What What is it? And uh, yeah, what are we looking at?
1: All right. Yeah. So, Leadfuse is a B two B lead generation platform started off as a done for you service. And we're kind of transitioning now into a platform where, you know, we find your targeted leads, our software goes and finds the email addresses and social profiles. And then uh, right now the done for you component includes, you know, creating the email sequences, uh, the follow ups, and, you know, just doing all the filtering and, and we just forward you the leads when they, uh, when they come in.
0: Awesome. And so how did this whole thing start? Because I remember you launched it pretty quickly. Uh, late last year, right? But but you also had the software component kind of in place. Like, how did that all come together?
1: Yeah, so I had, over the years, I mean, I started with a digital marketing agency back in 2008, and I was spending about six hours a day prospecting. And I did that for about three weeks and realized there is just no way I can continue this. And so I built out some systems initially, and basically when I decided I was going to start lead views, I kind of looked at what I had Available to me, and just decided to kind of patchwork some things together to, to make it work. Um, it didn't necessarily scale in the initial phase of you know lead fuse once I started it, but um, you know I got to about six k MRR, and that allowed me to bring on someone to help like write the email sequences and, and do a lot of the grunt work. All right, so uh, what,
0: like before we get, let, let me kind of unpack mm-hmm. that real quick. So. Y- you you had this like internal tool that you had used in your previous business in, in the marketing agency that you were mm-hmm. using internally for your own prospecting and, and and this was like a software tool that basically went out and scanned like google searches and linkedin and and kind of put yeah together- so at the yeah. at the
1: time it just basically scraped google search results because again we were selling seo essentially and so um we were we had just built it for uh, scraping Google results, and what we did is is crawled the website and then looked at who is and crawled that and and pulled in the email addresses that way mm-hmm. and so we just kind of made some guesses as far as you know is this the right person um, if not, you know obviously we 'll we'll try and get an introduction or something but that was kind of how it originally worked. And, and um, you know, so there, it, was, it was really basic. Yeah, uh, the and it was like an the,
0: internal tool. So it wasn't like, it didn't have like polish oh yeah, of, a, of a. No, no, no. Yeah. Did,
1: I mean, it didn't, yeah, no, not, I mean, it didn't even use like bootstrap design. I mean, so it basically looked like Excel, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it was just just for like internal use. And uh, really it was just me that was using it.
0: So it wasn't a big deal, but. Yeah, and then like uh, when you launched the, the LeadFuse service, what did that look like on day one? Like what, what were the things that you guys were manually doing for each new customer?
1: Yep, so we were initially targeting customers that we could target with that software. And so we had a lot of agencies sign up and, and even web development companies and people that um, you know needed to target like local businesses, so Ma and Pa type, you know, maybe chiropractors or lawyers or dentists and whatnot. And so we took on a lot of those types of companies early on. And that just kind of helped validate more than anything that this this entire process was something that was valuable and that people would pay for. And so I knew once that happened, we could kind of start to transition into more of a technology and and software company uh, by building out, you know, more robust functionality like, you know, leveraging LinkedIn and uh, finding, you know, actual emails of specific contacts, which is now what the platform does. But, you know, when we first started, that was not something that it did, you know. So just kind of launched with, again, just what we had, which was what I was using before. And then, you know, just now we're starting to gradually build kind of that front end interface to it.
0: Yeah. And what I really like about what your service did in the beginning and even I guess what it still does for for the done for you service is that you guys use your own internal tool to to do the work for your customers. But like your tool makes your jobs like really, really easy and efficient. Right. Yeah. Like you you just kind of like like, sorry about that. Um, You just kind of line up you know, uh, a new customer manually, it takes, you know, whatever, whatever, like an hour or less to, to get them going. And then, um, and then the the tool kind of runs.
1: Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Especially if we're doing our own lead gen through the tool, because we can send the outreach email and if people are interested and they respond and say, you know, can you tell me a little bit more about how it works? I mean, they just experienced it, you know? So this is exactly how it works. And so instead of, you know, us getting, you know, you getting an email from us, I mean, we would basically be reaching out to businesses on your behalf and once they respond, you know, that would get forwarded to you. So it's, it's actually really nice when they come from a cold email because they've already experienced how it all works. So it makes it a, an easy sell, I guess, at that point when they know they've, they've been through it.
0: Yeah, and you guys are writing the emails that go out for your customers?
1: yeah so not the software users you um, know right now we just have the tool that allows them to do their own prospecting, but on the done for you you know we we do all the email sending, we write the email sequence, so essentially once they 're signed up, their job's done I mean there's nothing left for them to do except for you know just respond to the hot leads as they come in um, but you know we've had i mean we've sent thousands and thousands and thousands of emails, and so we know what works and what doesn't and so we can you know we have some frameworks that we follow as far as you know some best practices uh, for cold emails, but be happy to share, you know, kind of one of those formulas if, if you'd like.
0: Yeah. So what, what works? Yeah. Okay. So,
1: (laughs) yeah. So, um, I, I call it QVC, uh, kind of easy to remember, but typically what you would do is you would just kind of start off with a question. And so, you know, for lead views, if we're reaching out, we might say, you know, have you thought about doing any cold emailing as a source for lead generation? And then, you know, seeing, um, you know, so seeing that they'll see that question first, right? Because I'm not saying, "Hey, this is Justin. I'm with Lead." You know, just drop the introductions. Uh, they're going to see that first sentence in the preview panes, right? So, um, and that's what they'll see first on on their mobile phones, which is where you know more than half of emails are first read. So, uh, just get right to the question and have that question kind of lead into your value prop, and that's the that's the V part. So, the Q is the question,
0: and it gets them uh, to re- to reply to the email, right? Like, right. It gets engagement and. I, I assume that having them reply also increases deliverability on- Nailed
1: it. Absolutely. Yeah. So we, we try and nice. keep things conversational. Um, the value prop should only be one to two sentences, you know, so it could be like, um, you know, if you're, if you're trying to find your ideal target customers, then this platform is, is built for you because it finds the emails and social profiles and everything for you. And so, um, so that's kind of the value prop section, right? So one to two sentences max. And then you close with, um, and that's the C part, you know, close with like a CTA. Uh, could be, you know, do you have five to 10 minutes to discuss? Sometimes you hear people say, you know, just, you know, tomorrow or just Thursday at, at 10 a.m. work for you. And, and that's fine if you're going to send like a one-off or, you know, just a handful of cold emails, but that doesn't scale, you know. I mean, if you're sending 15 out simultaneously, that 10 a.m. slot's not available for everyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, typically I, I would just say like, you know, do you have five to 10 minutes available in the next, you know, couple of days? Um, you could, uh, you know, I've also experimented with um, saying, are there any particular types of businesses that you would target? you know, and it's not even about setting up a time yet. And then when they respond to that and say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm after, you know, CTOs of companies with 20 plus employees in the biotechnology space, you know, um,
0: well, okay. So like, that's how you use it to sell lead Mm -hmm. fuse. Like, are there any types of businesses that you would target, but you can Mm -hmm. apply that to any of your clients, right? Like you can say like, if you're, Like in my case, I'm selling like content marketing, right? So like if if, if like the third email in our sequence for audience ops was, you know, to kind of just get the conversation started saying something like, you know, um, what 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 are you trying to teach your customers or whatever it is, you know?
1: Yeah, so what I went through right there um, is actually one email. So, oh, okay. so it's a QVC in that one email, right? So it's the question, value, CTA, or oh, close okay, gotcha. in the one email, and then you would follow up, um, and you can, you know, uh, emphasize another value point that you want to reach uh, or make. You can follow up and, and say, hey, didn't hear back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is is creating content, you know, still something that you are struggling with or interested in, um, you know, and then kind of a, a, another follow up after that. You could say something like. Um, you know, still haven't heard back. It sounds like you know, content is, is not necessarily that important to you. Yeah. Uh, if you change your mind in the future, you know, let me know, right? Um, and and I would actually get a little more hard stance on that and just say, you know, I'm not going to send you another email. Um, you know, obviously you're you're not interested at this point. But should should things change in the future, you know, let me know. Yeah. So that would kind of be a, a general flow, right, of of an email sequence. But that first one's really critical that you nail. Um, but you can still close, right? So if I'm, if, if I'm in your situation and I'm reaching out to promote um, a content marketing, you could say, you know, um, it could just be something like, ha- have you considered, you know, outsourcing your, your content needs? Uh, it could be, you know, are there any types of, you know, uh, particular types of content that you like to have created? Mm-hmm. You know um you know, and just all you're trying to do is get them to start you know just to respond to that, not like buy your product, yeah right, and and like you said, if they do respond, that helps future deliverability, shows engagement you know all, all the all the good things, so cool um, yeah,
0: awesome so um all right so let's let's go back to the to the very first few days of lead fuse again, so you have this like rough internal tool that you're that you guys are just using internally for your customers um. All right, one one quick question about the tool at the time: Did, Were you open about the fact that you guys have a tool and you and that you use a tool um, with your customers, or was it just like? Because I remember when I first saw the LeadFuse service, like I totally was unaware that you guys were using it, your own tool. I thought that you were kind of just building a list manually, using whatever other tools are out there, and then and then like manually. Send, I thought you had like a team of VAs or something sending the emails, like. Um, that's what it looked <laughs> like from, from the marketing site, but like how much, cause I, I kind of look at lead fuse, like this service with like invisible software behind it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's essentially how it was, you know, it was all backend software. Um, I, I did mention that to people, but I didn't always mention it. So I could see where there would be some confusion and I think if people didn't realize that there was software it was like probably even more of a deal yeah <laughs> you know I mean, that they were like I oh the wow, these these is i amazing.
0: was like i don't care how they do it like
1: <laughs> right yeah and, that, and that, honestly that's how customers were i mean they just they didn't care uh they were signing up because they knew that they didn't have the time to do it themselves and the the idea of just hot leads showing up in your inbox was was very enticing right so um yeah i mean honestly a lot of people didn't care uh, we did later on actually include kind of a note that, you know, our software does this and that um, because it was like, you know, I, I think more than anything, it was more of like a, a perception thing. Like I wanted them to know that, you know, this was like a more, maybe a more advanced company or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I can see where there was there was confusion for sure. I know when Rob Walling, he's a customer of ours, and I was kind of going through the process, even him. And this was, you know, a couple of months ago. And he was like, oh, wow. He's like, I, I didn't realize... You had like your own software that that did this. I was like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was kind of explaining it to Rob at that point that we were planning to transition into more of a, you know, a software platform. Um, The goal is for us to be able to, I guess the mission wise, it's to end cold calling. Um, But the goal is to have like an end to end, you know, just one unified platform for your lead gen. So, um yeah, we're kind of rolling it out in phases. Like right now we have the prospecting tool and then now we're, we're basically rebuilding the emailing component and going to have that included. And then it, kind of the, the framework that I just walked you through, like we're going to actually be able to walk users through that too because that's like the number one challenge everyone has when they're doing cold email or they have concerns if cold email will work and it's because they've been sending their shitty cold emails out to everyone and you know no one responds to it and they, they think that, oh, it's just cold email doesn't work. Well, it's no, it's... You know it's probably your message it's what is it that you're trying to sell um, you know chances are it came off spammy, and you know yeah you're not going to get any results
0: so how did you get the very first paying customers for lead fuse?
1: yeah, so I'm in several different little entrepreneurial groups, so I'm in Dynamite Circle, which is actually where our first customer came from i'm in um Rob Walling's group, um, you know, now it's Founder Cafe. It was Micropreneur Academy. Uh, I'm in the Productize course, right? So uh, I'm in different entrepreneur groups on Facebook as well, and and so I was just kind of putting the word out there that this is what I was doing. Uh, I did it, you know, launched it all in, in 24 hours. I kind of saw a product challenge by Nathan Berry where he was putting together an ebook in 24 hours, and I kind of wanted to take that a step further and and launch a business in 24 hours. And so I uh, did that, got the website up and just put it out there. You know, I mean, I really, I, I launched it on Monday at one o'clock and I started it, uh, actually Monday at 12 59 PM. And I started it at Sunday at 1 PM told my wife, I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't going to be available. I mean, I worked 17, 17 and a half hours on it straight. Um, got a little sleep in there, so not straight, but 17 hours working on it in a 24 hour window. And then, uh, but that Saturday, no plan. I mean, there was not like this wasn't even on the radar, so uh, it was just something. It was like, all right, you know, I'm going to do this. And then what I did is I set a goal. So obviously, the first goal was to launch in 24 hours. But then the next goal was to set a deadline for me to acquire a certain threshold of revenue. And for me, it was I wanted four customers signed up and a thousand dollars a month in revenue within 30 days. And if that happens, then I know. I'm onto something, and it probably deserves more of my time. And so, um, you know, I put that on my whiteboard. I told my wife, I told everybody around me that this was this was the goal, and that helped keep me accountable to it, right? So, I I call it a success metric, and I think putting a time frame on it is critical because, um, you know, you'll never know if you're on the right path or not, right? So, I, I talked to an entrepreneur. He came actually to Leadfuse to sign up as a customer. And he was offering some like CSV merging solution. I guess he had software that did it. I mean, you could do it pretty easily through command line. Obviously most people aren't familiar with that. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, so who are you trying to go after with this? And he said event planners, which caught, you know, caught me off guard a little bit. I was like, okay, um, can you give me like a use case? I mean, like, why would they be using this? And he's like, you know, different event information or something, whatever. I was like, all right. Um, and I go, so are they paying monthly? I mean, what, like. I don't, I'm not really getting it. Right. And he said, no, it's a, uh, it's $39 one off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, Oh man, I was like, I don't know if I can get you an ROI, you know, like that's a, hmm. uh, that's a tough deal. And, and I go, so you've, you've been in existence now for four months. Um, how, how many customers, you know, have, have signed up and purchased? And he said one, one customer in four months. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, you've made $39 like you're hosting for you know, a host skater <laughs> is that you know, it's like uh, I mean, it just makes no it's, sense, you know. But it, when you don't set a time frame, it's like you just have no idea if you're on the right path or not, yeah, you know. So I just feel like that's such a critical component to set that deadline and just make sure that you know that you're holding yourself to it. If if I didn't hit you know, the thousand dollars and the four customers, I mean, I, I wouldn't have taken it serious. You know, I, I had just launched a SaaS product, my first SaaS product a couple months before that called Workadoo. It's a um, you know platform for marketing agencies. Basically, my my agency that I started back in 08, we needed this platform. And so we built it out internally and that's what we used. And I was like, hey, l- l- let's make this a SaaS product, right? Yeah. So, I made every mistake you can ima- imagine when I came to launching that. I mean, we spent you know nine, ten months in development and I didn't talk to any customers about it and we just launched it. But what I did do is I said, okay, in, in 60 days I want $1,000 in MRR. And I mean, we were at like three or four hundred. Within that time frame, so I was like, "Ah, all right, you know, uh, nice little side project. Hopefully, I get back the sixty k that I, I put into building it uh, at some point. But you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try something else. And so that's when I kind of realized, like, you know, validating the SaaS product with a service, you know, can really come in handy first. Yeah. And so, you know, that was kind of the angle I went versus trying to rebuild everything I had and you know make it this robust platform. I was like, "All right, let me just get this out there and, and get some people signed up for it." And see what happens.
0: So so your goal was a thousand dollars in revenue in thirty days. How how soon did you hit that?
1: Uh twenty-nine <laughs> days. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it was uh it was
1: getting to the end. I was getting stressed out, you know, because it was everybody knew, right? Like it was on my whiteboard, I knew what I needed. Um and I ended up just giving this guy a deal, uh, to get the the last mark over a thousand and and he jumped on it, of course, and <laughs> and so it worked, you know. But Nice. Um, and and so yeah, the way that
0: you got your first customers was you kind of posted to a number of entrepreneur forums that you're a part of. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you posted it to like Twitter and whatnot, and then from there, I'm, I'm sure there was some word of mouth. And so like you had some traffic coming in. Some these are this is like targeted traffic because entrepreneur forums are your customers are entrepreneurs, you know, founders. Mm-hmm. So um, so that seems uh, pretty relevant. So that was. There.
1: Yeah, that was one process. And then the other one was actually leveraging LinkedIn groups. And so I installed the Sumo Me plugin, which, you know, just allows you to quickly share your your content. And so I was doing all the content initially. And so what I did is I installed that plugin and then I went and joined, you can join up to 50 groups on LinkedIn. And so I went and joined 50 groups and they were for like software companies, um, you know, marketing companies and and just wherever I felt like our target customer would, would be. And so, um, every time I created a blog post, I went and I shared that using the plugin, which just makes it easy because it's just one click from your, from your blog post. And then you can post to groups. And so I would literally just start typing in a, and that would bring up all the groups with, that started with a and just select them all, and then B and select all those and then click submit. And then just like that, it gets posted to all the, all the 50 groups that you're a part of. Nice. And so, um, I, I drove in, I mean, a ton of leads through that process, actually, uh, something like, you know, 75 leads over uh, the first 60 or 90 days. Wow. Um, now, at the time, I was turning away like 75 to 80 percent of people because they weren't like targeting necessarily that that mon that I was telling you, you know, uh, that our software could do. And so now, um, you know, we could pretty much help everybody B2B. But at the time, you know, we, we turned away a lot of people. And so mm. um, but yeah, that's kind of how how I did it initially.
0: And so I'm interested in how you used the, the revenue because you, you built up revenue pretty quickly. You know, you had the thousand in the first 30 days, but then after that, it, it started to snowball and, and you were you're were growing revenue. How did you then leverage that, um, to, to then start building this out as a software product?
1: Yep. And, and so like when,
0: and I'm also curious, like, when did that come into your planning? Right. Cause like at first it was just like, let's throw this idea at the wall. This is lead fuse. See what happens. How soon were you thinking like, all right, it's a productized service, but it's going to be a a software product?
1: Right away, I I knew my my long term plan was for this to be a software product because I I wanted to scale out the business. I didn't want to just have, you know, I I wasn't really looking for like a, um, you know, a small like six figure business. I, I, you know, it's that. I, I, so I, I had success with my agency and I backed away in July of last year and then I, I launched Leafuse in, in December. And so I wanted to at least 10x what I'd accomplished with my agency. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was looking for maybe something bigger. Now initially when I told my wife when I was going to do this over the 24 hour launch, uh, i can 't say that that at that point I, I felt it was gonna I mean I really just i didn 't know at that point uh, and in fact, I told her I think I, you know this could be a nice little 10 k a month side business and you know um, she could help me manage it or something you know and and just you know that was that was the initial plan and then um, it was you know about uh, I would say probably halfway into that first month I started to kind of realize that there was more to it and there was a lot of value in the software component and so um, beginning of I guess about the second week, right after our first month, um, I had a guy from the Micropreneur Academy named Dominic who was interested in partnering. And at the time we were talking different SaaS products. I had still not lost interest in having my own SaaS product. Um, you know, outside of work ado that, you know, I was kind of jonesing for the next thing, I guess at that point. And so we were talking back and forth and I was still just validating lead fuse at this time. So I didn't know where that was going and he kept coming back to it. Like, are you sure you don't need to help with, with lead fuse? You know, <laughs> I was like, all right, you know, let's, let's do this. And so we got together and, and I was, you know, he started to rebuild our back end first. Uh, and then, so we, we kind of rebuilt that whole process. And now, um, you know, now we're at a point where we're starting to build the, the front end, you know, software component. Well, we've already launched the the first phase of it, but, um, and so, I mean, I, yeah, I, it was,
0: well, I mean, I know that you're, you are pretty open with your revenue numbers. You do like mm-hmm. reporting and whatnot. So like, what, what did revenue look like, and how did it grow in those first i don't know three to six months um, and yeah. then, and then like you kind of like reinvested that so it was really like a self funded uh, yeah it was
1: completely self funded luckily you know my, my paycheck was coming from my, my agency still still does quite frankly, so i'm able to invest you know everything back into the company, whether it 's employees uh, you know different tools and, and marketing whatever and so um, I started off; it was at a thousand. I didn't need that thousand, so you know it stayed in. And then over the next thirty days, we went to it was around like thirty-three hundred or thirty-five hundred, somewhere around there, um, a month in is where we were at. And so at that point, um, I started paying Dominic a thousand dollars a month was the agreement at that point. And so uh, the next month, um, we got around I think around seven thousand. So it was starting to, you know, it was starting to kind of grow. But it got, once it got to seven, I mean, I was tapped out. I mean, I just, I could not take on any more clients. I didn't want to sell anymore. I mean, I shut down doing any outbound. I mean, I, I didn't, I stopped promoting blog posts. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't do anything because I just, I couldn't take it on anymore. And so I started looking for an assistant. And Michael, And you uh, couldn't take now, on
0: anymore only because of the sales uh, workload or because like workload. servicing the once they're onboarded, the, at the
1: time, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, so our software went and found all of the leads, but like we didn't have a blacklist feature that allowed us to ignore a customer's current list. Um, we had to pull back the results and do all like the uh, removing of duplicates and, um, you know, getting rid of like invalid emails. So, like, a lot of times you'll see in Whois, it'll be like, you know, um, privacy proxy at, you know, whatever. And, and so we had to get rid stuff of that y- stuff. Like
0: you guys do, did internally. For a yeah, while. We did all of that, yeah. So it was, I mean, it was that I mean, you process did it like was manually, so yeah,
1: all manual, yeah, and not fun. I mean, that was yeah. not something I enjoyed. Uh, the creation of the email sequences always just stressed me out for some reason. I knew, you know, I could always do it, and, and I would once I sat down to do them, I was just churning them out pretty quick, but. I, the stress of it got to me, like when I knew, okay, I just signed three customers and I got to create three emails. He goes, Oh my God, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? It was just that feeling. And I, I just did not like the feeling. And so, um, I decided to start looking for an assistant at the time. And my plan was to actually just offload the, the manual work. And, um, Michael, who was at my agency as a copywriter at the time, he ended up seeing that I was looking, uh, or he wasn't, um, I'm sorry, he, w- he was not working at my agency at the time. He he left my agency to go pursue his own business, uh, like a healthy smoothie thing. But he had a uh, background in content and stuff, and we had stayed connected and, and are good friends. And so he saw I was looking, he's like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna shut down this uh, this healthy smoothie thing. It's not really going anywhere." And so uh, I would be interested in the assistant role. And so when he said that, I was like, "Oh man, I could offload writing the email sequences too, you know, yeah. and just do everything, uh, and then just ramp things back up." And so. Um, you know, I, I did that. I, we decided to bring on a VA. I just didn't feel like some of that manual work was, was the best use of his skills. So went through Virtual Staff Finder and, and brought on um, a, a VA and, and later a second VA through that process. And so... Um, now you know we all of that is like automated. I mean, the list building is is automated. Um, not not the actual building. Like our 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 team will they'll, we'll go and and build the list. So we'll use our extension and just add them all, and we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, the duplicates are you know that's that's easy and, and already handled. We've got a blacklist feature, all that good stuff. So, so it was
0: like one by one. You were taking these manual tedious tasks that you were doing in the first couple of months, and like offloading it offloading them to to michael or to a va and and then that allows you to ramp back up sales
1: yeah so now i can go back and focus more on sales so i got up to so after about 90 days i think we're around 7k and then for that next month i think we got to like 8k i mean it really it slowed down that month because i was doing so much training um that was when microconf was going on so i know you know we we met there um but yeah so at that point, I had uh, a VA coming on and then Michael had just started full time a couple of weeks. Um, well, I guess about a week, the week before uh, April. So this was at the end of March. So I was starting to kind of train him and offload a lot of that. Then when I got back, trained the VA and then just went right back into sales. And so from there, uh, let's see, we went from 8K um, in, in April to 13K, I believe, in, in May and then to 20K in June. And then July slowed down a little bit as well because I, I started, like we were launching the product in July. And so that got to 24K in July. Um, and so, you know, I was spending a lot of time, you know, managing the product. So my, my CTO is awesome. He, he handles all the development uh, we, we've we tried a couple of, of outsourced developers and it just does not work that well. Uh, so I will not be bringing on a contractor. Uh, I'll be, m- m- you know, the next developer I bring on is actually going to be someone that comes on to the team. Contractors, you know, they've got their own deadlines and their own things that they're working on and they're trying to grow their, their business. And, and so their priorities are not the same. They don't care about your product, you know. So just had too many issues. So uh, Dominic basically had to, rewrite everything that we had a couple of contractors building anyway um you know so yeah M- michael you know still does all of the email sequences but now he's also doing some content marketing we're going to start ramping that up now that you know our software products launched so should be uh should be a good time now i brought on two commissioned sales reps as well both of them came to me when when uh, we had launched the software they were like oh this is awesome like i want to come sell your stuff you know and i was like all right well what pay do you want and they said uh you know both of them said commission i mean it was their their suggestion and i just felt like the timing would be awesome because i could offload the sales work and you know really spend a lot of time doing marketing and then training the sales team learning some of those processes that you know uh, i can kind of test with commission reps and later on apply you know those best practices to growing out the team and everything else so
0: nice well, yeah, that's been uh, man, the journey up to this point. It's been quite a ride. I mean, like this is like yeah. less less than a year, and you, I mean, well, what is it like eight months?
1: Yeah, a so seven. Yeah, we're in our eighth month now. Yeah,
0: eighth, eight months, and you guys are at what over twenty five k mrr? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. that's crazy. Well,
1: yeah, it's going fast, man. And the nice thing is too, it's just going to continue to go faster and faster because, you know, um, just. We're bringing on more salespeople. That's allowing me to focus on more marketing, you know. And obviously, we're able to ramp up our own use our own tool to, to, you know, um, generate leads for our sales team. So it's uh, I think it's gonna it's gonna ramp up pretty good here here soon. So
0: well, yeah. uh, yeah, I mean, it's you know, exciting story. Uh, The the combination of using your internal software, building it out as a software tool course, filling in all the gaps with the done for you productized service, um, just, you know, well done all around. I'm just excited to see the progress going forward.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate uh, it. I know, I know some people too, that, that aren't maybe in a position where they've got an income coming in and and they need that productized service to work because that pays the bills. What I would do is still look for some team members to offload some of that work. Um, and you can get creative with some of the hours. So you could say, okay, part-time two hours at, you know, a thousand dollars a month. Right. And if you're not at a thousand, I mean, you got to do everything you can to get there because you're not going to be paying bills anyway. So um, get to a point where you can bring on someone for a couple hours a day, you know, a thousand dollars a month. Let them know that the plan is to expand their role, set some goals. So, you know, in in 30 days, I should be able to get you to four hours at $2,000 a month. And in in 90 days, my goal is to get you full time at, you know, 4,000 a month. Right. I mean, so the key is, again, going back to having those goals and, and being accountable to them. Um, but you can still get creative with bringing on some help so don 't yeah. shy away
0: yeah, and you know and the other aspect that I think about when i when I look at lead fuse and what others might be thinking about as as they look at this story is like all right, well you know fantastic growth you were able to launch this thing, but you had this software tool to begin with like you you had the the good fortune of having this software tool that you could already use to to service your customers, but I think the the lesson here is that Anyone can launch a LeadFuse type service. I mean, maybe not necessarily doing the same thing, but like any other thing. And you don't have to have your own software. You can use some third-party software. Absolutely. And when I when I first looked at LeadFuse, I just assumed that you were using a third-party software or just using VAs or something. I had no idea that you were using your own software. So, you know... You, yeah, you, I mean, you can use, use what's out there exactly. You know? I, I mean, for me,
1: I just I looked at what I had, you know, and and I had a system that worked for me at my agency, so I was like, all right, you know, I can I can do something with that, uh, and just built like the the done for you service around it uh, again, more more so just to validate it. You know, um, I will say with my agency, the first hire I made there was a sales rep, and I I don't recommend going that route because no one's going to be able to sell the product or the solution better than you as a founder, mm. so. Um, you know, I, I know that might be out of the comfort zone of some people, but you have to be the main salesperson, you know. So your first hire should be someone that can do the fulfillment uh, while you still remain focused on, on the actual sales yeah, uh, and on. then, you know, yeah, start growing it out from there.
0: Cool. Well, Justin, thank you for, uh, for taking the time and we will look forward to seeing some updates from you going forward. And uh, yeah, talk soon.
1: All right. Sounds like a plan. Cheers.
0: Thanks for tuning in today. Get all the show notes for this entire season at ProductizePodcast.com. And to get my free Productize Crash Course, where I share my best strategies for launching and sustaining your Productize service business, head over to ProductizeCourse.com. All right, time to get back to working on the business.